is waiting on fries that you don't get it? You don't, what do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never hears waiting on fries, but all this time on the entree and it's perfectly executed and then you're it's like, ready to go. I forgot to fire the fries. I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in and I was like, hey, I'm just waiting on the fries. It's going to be two more minutes. Realistically, I come back 10 minutes with the food. Exactly. <laughs> they just know that their food's not there in the service, so they're still waiting on fries. I guess we're just waiting on fries. <laughs> We're days away from celebration, just days away. Can you believe it? What are we celebrating? Dude, come on. 75% capacity has just been announced throughout the city. Let's go. I'm sorry. I'm still on vacation. It's taking me a minute to, to respond. It's okay. My brain will kick in. in I know minute. you're not excited about it because 75% capacity doesn't really do anything for you anyway. You're already essentially at the 75% capacity with the tables being filled and spaced out the way they are anyway, right? Yeah, you were definitely way more excited there than I, I. I was really, that pause was me trying to get my excitement level to match yours. It just, it wasn't happening. I, I know, I know. We, you know, we can't, we can't, I guess, be so excited all the time about it, the numbers going up. It is enticing that we're, you know, we're getting less, but, you know, so baby steps. So we're literally saying now that. In New York State, we're going to be able to go up to 75% capacity, not in the city, not yet, not the city. So, Definitely not, because it's, you know, it's, the city's a city, you know, it's much more dangerous down there. What's the capacity right here that we're sitting in in this room? 50%. No, what, how, like how many people could be in this room? Oh, 49. 49 right now, or 49 previously to 50%? No, no. Like our posted occupancy on the wall is 49 seats. Okay. How which many means seats? 24 and a half is 50% capacity. How many seats are in here? How many actual seats are in here? Or yeah. how many are we currently How many actual using? seats do we have currently? Uh, 49. Okay. All right. It seems like there's not 49. I'm looking around the room and there's just like, I see two chairs, two chairs, two yeah, chairs. Yeah. I mean, there's 10 there, two there, two there, two, four, six, eight, 10, 20, 40, 60. 49. All right, so how's this going to affect you adding in a couple more areas for people to sit? Mm -hmm. Well, now we're only allowed to use 24 of the 49 seats, and now we'll be able to use 32. Okay, I, I've been in here, though. We've sat all these 34. seats, right? All these seats were pretty much sat when we were in here last time. I don't think it was... A crazy amount of people in here or anything no we've been we've been well there's only we took a took off like there's more chairs downstairs okay yeah all right the truth comes out there's more chairs downstairs yeah. so i'm sorry i thought you meant like in real life yeah no i'm just i'm just looking around here and i'm, I'm thinking that now that we add on a little bit more capacity we can maybe figure out how to add another table in here somewhere and get some more seating happening and you know, try to make sure the bills get paid easier. Un yeah, unfortunately, the the capacity isn't going to help us too much, except for the ability to maybe put a couple more seats at the bar here and there, because we do ha still have to follow the the distancing and and partitioning stuff. So while you may be able to put more people, the space doesn't allow to squeeze another table in without being too close. So with the protocols, yeah, with the current protocols of, of so proximity, it really only does is. 
allow you to move your four tops back to six tops, you know, that, that kind of thing. Okay. So you get a couple extra seats here and there, but total parties doesn't really go up. So if you get what I mean. Yeah, okay, I follow. I, I'm following. I was out the other night at uh, the bowling lane, and it felt like it was Texas there. Just everyone running around, jumping around. They didn't put two lanes next to each other, so they spaced the one lane, so it was every other lane, essentially, which was great, I guess. Otherwise, we'd be on top of each I don't think they're doing other. that in Texas. Well, they're running around all over the place with, like, no masks on. That's why I see through my Instagram every time I scroll through Texans out there doing the You see, thing. and that's that's misleading because I was just in Florida where people would argue that it's lawless. The, that the same thing was happening. And I, I'll tell you, while there were no uh, state mask mandates, the counties did have some jurisdiction over that. We were in Pinellas County, which did have a mask mandate. Um, but it wasn't lawlessness. Like, people were being... You know, respectful of your space, etc. You walk into a place, people wear a mask. You go outside, people took off the mask. Like, they weren't wearing masks at the beach, but, you know, like, you're at the beach. Well, you think we're a little bit more subconscious now about kind of respecting somebody else's space, whether we give a shit about COVID or not? No, I think that what you see on Instagram might not be what's actually happening in the whole state, is what I'm saying. Because I'm following the rowdy group of people that yeah, are just maybe. out at the bars, you know, raining commotion down here yeah. and there. And Pinellas County maybe is just not like the crazy county. I mean, it's not Miami, but it's, you know, it's Tampa, so. I'm going to have a report next week uh, about Miami, and we'll get on that. It's just more relaxed about it, whereas, you know, if you're walking down the street and you see somebody without a mask on, they didn't go crazy, you know, and, like, walks 10 feet in the other direction. It's just everybody had a mask, and so you got close enough, you put it on. Yeah, all right, fair. So now then, let me ask you this. With the increased percentage that we're going to be able to have of bodies into a bar or restaurant. Now the question is, we're coming up on a pretty big holiday. Some would argue it's the biggest holiday of the year for us up here in a lot of bars and and some restaurants. Um, Not necessarily the barbecue spot, but you know, any Irish pub, which New York is kind of built upon. This is their biggest Christmas again? Yeah, it's Christmas again. It's the Irish Christmas, uh, St. Patrick's Day. So with the added, supply that happens on the 19th it's just after st patty's day coincidentally i'm sure that was fully intentional right um yeah no definitely intentional and now the just like just like we got um what did we get right after the super bowl the curfew got lift pushed back was it it was 10 o'clock and then we had super bowl sunday and then four days later they pushed back the curfew Yeah. Till, till 11, which would have been helpful for that quarter four. But Sure. And now what we're thinking is that there's a lot of discrepancy of what our thoughts are as far as what's going to happen for St. Patrick's Day. Do we think that people are going to be coming out in herds and looking for a little bit of action, looking to get a little loose at the tables? Obviously, we have to restrict them some. Yeah, or I think you'll probably get a good amount of people ready to do that. and Some people who wouldn't mind just going out for dinner in a couple of years. Some people who... Don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, let me give you an example here, too. I just went back to uh, Tegin the other day for the first time. Worked Saturday night for a little bit just to get used to the new computer system they have and whatnot. And we were turning people away at the door. And because the way that this specific pub is built, all of the areas in, in the pub are very small. They're very intimate. So the problem here was that the tables have to be six feet away from anybody else sitting down. So therefore, nobody could also sit at the table and the bar at the same exact time 
because you didn't have a six foot difference in between there. So we only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, about 12 tables in the entire place. And we had to keep turning people away all night, which is crazy because, you know, when was the last time you ever wanted to turn away money where you could be pulling it in? This is what we've been doing all year, Jay. Oh, I'm Welcome just going back to work. I'm just coming back to work. So, you know, <laughs> it feels a little bit different now. But sure enough, now that was just a Saturday night at, at that bar. What's going to happen now on St. Patty's Day? Like, are, are people going to be fighting for spots? Is there going to be a line outside? Do we have to put a 90-minute limit to tables? That way people could be in and out. And then with that said, are we risking blowing the pot by putting 90-minute limits to tables where at some point there's no more line anymore outside and then we can't fill the tables? Well, that's, you're going to have to use your, your judgment, right? Well, you make one call at the beginning. You pivot can't, the no, call midway through. Yeah. Can't you see, like, oh, there's nobody else waiting. I don't have to enforce this 90-minute rule right now. Yeah, or at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock, then does it get, like, super busy out of nowhere? And then we go, oh, we got to start enforcing 90 minutes on tables now. We, we actually put a gentle reminder on the bar. It's just a little card that sits in front of the seat. Yeah. And it just says, just what we're talking about, it says, due to capacity limitations, please try to keep your visit to 90 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so that people waiting might be able to sit down, and that's it. So it's there. We put them out. At like five o'clock Thursday, Friday, Saturday, when we know it's gonna be a little busier of a dinner service, we just put them in front. Actually, don't even do anything about it. But it's just a nice subtle reminder to the guests. So they, sure, they got the clock rolling, and then they'll think about it. Yeah, the ge- the gentle nudge ahead of time, if you will. But we don't put it out. The rest, like if it's not busy, we're not gonna put it out. But do you suspect that maybe there's places that are just not going to be utilizing doing some type of special, like maybe not corned beef hash and things that maybe you're used to seeing on St. Patty's Day, just because they're saying, you know, fuck it, people are gonna come out anyway. We're not gonna do all this extra work. We're not really going to make as much money as we typically would make anyway, so why change the menu for just a day? No, I, I mean, you're, you're saying, are they not going to do that? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe some people just bypass and they go, eh, let's just put regular food together. No, because we, we're back to somewhat of a normal menu operating capacity. I could see that special being. Otherwise, you know, you might as well do something for the day. I mean, there was a lot of corned beef boxes at Restaurant Depot when I was there. Yeah, the yeah. I mean, that's what's going to happen. If you're going to do and like, we're not going to switch gears. You know, next Wednesday, it's Wednesday for us. You yeah. know, it's never, it's, St. Patty's not, while people come out to the to here for St. Patty's, and especially, we're not going to have it this year because COVID, but right here on the Ave where, we're out, where we are, they have the St. Patty's Parade that goes right down down to the harbor. So there's a pretty good crowd usually for St. Patty's Day, and we're open, and we'll do something with, like, Guinnesses or something like that. Mike might do our, like, a barbecue version of corned beef or something, sure. but nothing over the top. But that's really it. We don't really change gears too much okay. for do that you, day. But to, you, your, to your point, it's like we're not an Irish pub. So, yeah. it's, you know, when Molly's was down the street, you know, that was pretty much everything was funneling that way, right? Do you think you could create, like, some type of fusion blend of, like – Smokehouse, you, you utilize the MailChimp. You send out a huge promo about it. Yo, barbecue Irish food, or you know, some combination. Barbecue Irish. I'm food. just making things up because meat all and the potatoes. other potatoes. Yeah, meat and potatoes. That's it. I but, mean, yeah. I mean, you can fusion anything you want, right? But okay, so there's no press. You're not pushing any actual no, event happening, especially not this year. No parade. It's probably not a big crowd. It's a Wednesday. You know, we'll be here. We got some Guinnesses cold, but 
So I, I think that, like you said. But I think if you are, just to say that, I mean, that's us. We're a barbecue restaurant. That's not our, that's not the day for us, right? Our day is Super Bowl Sunday, 4th of July, Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend. Those are our big days, right? St. Patty's Day is, is a little little bump along the way but do you think those days are also like just big for all the other bars too or not so much is there a day you think that barbecue wins specifically over other days yeah fourth of july and super bowl, and super bowl. all right cool so you could take right. those you yeah you could take it's, those. It basically think about a barbecue holiday and that's why i mentioned labor day memorial day fourth super bowl barbecue is a generally easily shared food you got ribs pulled pork wings stuff like that yeah those are those are the times we're going to hit, especially if you do, like, any kind of holiday where people would have a bunch of people at their house. That's why St. Patty's Day doesn't hit for us. It's not a house party day, right? But the other ones are. Super Bowl, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Fourth of July. Those are all house party days, and that's what people call for a trade of ribs, a trade of brisket, stuff like that. And now people will be able to have, like, 75% capacity in their house parties now anyway. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, yeah. like, that's cool. Because everybody was listening to that beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Uh, you know, over the last week building out the project that i've been building out i've been learning a lot about seo wait 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 before we get too far off of the the irish theme though i have to make a reference while i'm on vacation last week you nooms who is now on vacation this week this week you nooms rock the show by yourself and i'm listening i take a listen last tuesday i'm running on the beach you know on my morning run i'm listening to waiting on fries most of you guys do talking talking about stuff and you made a reference, you made a Braveheart reference. Yeah. Right? And you said, oh, you're like, you said, you're like Tom Cruise in Braveheart just running over the hill. Did <laughs> I say Tom Cruise? You said Tom Cruise. Is that what I'm getting got at for yes, right Yes, you're now? getting got at. Tom yeah, Cruise was not in Braveheart. Obviously, I meant Mel, Mel Gibson. Yeah, Mel Gibson was in Braveheart. I couldn't believe nobody said it. it was, what do you mean? That's great. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes the variables flip around. But I know what I was talking about. If you ask me to draw <laughs> Tom Cruise versus Mel Gibson, I can handle that. Uh so hear me out here too, right? We're focusing on this project. If you and Google Tom Cruise and Braveheart, what comes up? Probably a Waiting on Fries episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm learning a lot just about SEO, right? I didn't know about SEO before. I knew about it, but I didn't know about it that much. And I didn't really put that much weight to it either. And this is a term that's highly searched. It's highly, you Googleized, and people are looking it up all the time to try to figure it out, learn what it's about. And do you have understanding of this concept really much or no? I understand the concept, but I'm not very good at it. So like SEO, it stands for search engine optimization. And what this is, is essentially you as a business or a website owner preparing your website for the Google atmosphere or sphere. That way it gets picked up when people search various terms. So there's a million different terms out there that people search on Google. They might be searching hockey. They might be searching what's on TV. They might be searching, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Barbecue, for example, right? Barbecue in Westchester, because that's where we are. And with that said, what happens when you actually type this Google search in, Google brings up a bunch of the most relevant websites that they could find for your term based on a very, very complex algorithm. And what you want to do if you're selling anything out there is be number one on this list. Because if you get to number two, you've already wasted. Kill yourself. You're not getting there. So the idea is that everyone needs to be on number one. You're talking the about first after page. the ads? 
Yeah, right after the ads at the top. Because there's a couple ad ones. Yeah, you could buy your way into the top. Doesn't it suck if you're the number two ad? Like, you yeah. pay for it, and then you're not even the top ad? Correct. Yeah. Where's This is my bid right here. I just, <laughs> I'm just i bidding for number two, and I'm not even at the top. But so sure enough, I realized that when we started this project, first off, I wasn't even showing up on Google because it was brand new, right? After a couple days, I put some basic things together, and then I was on page like 20 on Google. It was actually embarrassing, and I was like, oh, man, we're never going to win this thing. So I started tweaking over the course of probably the last month and a half. And I've been tweaking this thing so much to the point now where under one specific search term, I'm at the bottom of the first page now. So I've been crawling my way up week after week by doing all these various tweaks. And this leads me into the fact that what I'm doing in my pet project outside of this is very similar to what guys with restaurants should be doing anyway. You should be formulating your website to be searched by Google. That way it shows up number one on the list. And funny enough, just we were just sitting here and I said, where's Smokehouse? So I Googled Smokehouse and now you showed up, right? Yeah, you did show number up. Number one. You showed up number we one. We Googled barbecue restaurant and it's the first thing you see. Very correct. And that is what's showing up is a Google place recommendation from Google, right? Yep. And it has the wrong link for reservations on it, but that's And it's it. showing that you're number one because we're sitting in the town of Mamaronic, which is closest to the Smokehouse location. And then I'm sure you see a couple other barbecue spots up there too that maybe are still close proximity to where we're sitting right now too, right? So you're not showing up in, you know, the town across the water as Westchester Barbecue. And if you go down that list, you don't see Smokehouse on that list. Is it the worst scenario? No. You guys are established. You're here. Everyone knows you're here. Um, are you? Do you miss out on some business? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe there's something we start working on through the weeks. But if you look for your actual website on that Google search, it's not showing up at all. And I have a sneaking suspicion that it's because barbecue is not in the title. It just says smokehouse in the title of your actual website. So it's not even being queried by Google as a barbecue spot. So I started learning a bunch of different pieces about this, this search engine optimization that occurs. People get paid millions of dollars to get to the top of the list. Companies are paying for this stuff. This is huge and it takes a lot of time to learn. You're right, we're not on the page after that. So Google, Google's taking your website and it's reading your website with AI and it's taking all of the words on your website into account to figure out what it is that you do. So if you have a lot of words on your website about barbecue, about Westchester, about New Rochelle, about catering, um, barbecue catering, you know, what are some other terms that are in barbecue world that people would be searching on Google? Smoked. Smoked. Brisket. Totally. So if we start working on the Smokehouse website to the point where we start making sure that these keywords are showing up on every single page, and then we go back to Google and say, hey, look at our website again, Google's going to start factoring these things in. And you have a super huge piece working for your advantage on, on your website and Smokehouse in general, and that's being on everybody else's website. So Google uses kind of like a point validation system where if your website shows up on somebody else's website, that's like a valid, reputable website, it gives you a point. Shows up on another website, you get another point. So you've amassed so many points between all the wing trophies or barbecue trophies and things that you've done throughout the years where your website is all over these sites and instantly Google's gonna say, why is this not number one? Look how many websites they're on. This is like a prime contender. So doing a few simple tweaks can actually bring your website up tremendously. So 
Why am I not number one then? Well, if we I'm didn't. on all those websites. Well, because we don't have enough terms on the website of barbecue. So that's I gotta go in there and start putting barbecue and all start over. branding in the barbecue sense. Not in images, but actual words. And interestingly enough, images also count. Images now have should the name of the image be like something when you barbecue. save an image, right? Yeah, correct. So that matters. Not like DCF five zero. Yeah, let's not DCF it. But there's also in the coding, there's a code, and it's called an alt- alternate image tag, where you can actually just type in. Smokehouse barbecue brisket newer shell or Mamaronic. And this is going to help Google bring these terms up when people search also. Is this a generally easy thing to do? Or do you need it, to hire a web developer? It takes months to do it. It takes months. It's not instant. Why is it starting to sound like an infomercial? Nope. It takes months <laughs> to do it. It's not instant. Because if it was instant, everyone would game Google. And then it would be over. So it, right. it takes time to actually crawl your way up to the top. All I'm suggesting, though, is I think that since you're in the public space, you're on enough websites as it is right now, Smokehouse can easily kind of get to the top of that list without really doing too much work. I think the work that has to be done is probably pretty minimal, and you could probably do it yourself. Now, take other guys out there, for example. They don't really do their own websites. They have somebody doing their website for them. What they need to do is take their website domain, that, 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 that's a keyboard, Put it into an SEO checker. What kind of keyboard do you have? That's an interesting sound. (laughs) They need to put it into an SEO checker, and this will tell them where their website wins and where their website loses. And if you're paying a company to do your website, then you need to tell them, hey, we need more words about this, or we need more words about that. Those companies that are on retainers, they don't give a shit about your company. They don't. They know some general ideas about how to get you up a little bit higher, but they're not busting their ass like you would bust your ass for your company's success. So I think that, you know, with a couple different little additions to the page. Nor should you really expect them to. No, totally. Uh, another big piece, too, is like these blog posts. You know, you, you post onto the website these little articles, maybe about brisket, maybe about an event you did, maybe about a beer release that you have. And over the course of the year, you do a bunch of these, and this gets locked into a time capsule on Google. And then these words help Google decide that you're very important in your space that you're trying to brand towards. So ideally, we know that although Smokehouse is a barbecue restaurant, we don't necessarily count Smokehouse's traditional barbecue in the sense where you go get a quarter pound slab of, you know, whatever it is that you would get in, you know, some other place. However, we've got smokers going off in the back at all, you know, at all firing ranges here nonstop. The wings are smoked. Like it is, we could brand the barbecue onto Google and we could check back in in a month and see how high we are on the list now. Is there anything into thinking about instead of saying barbecue, but what are what people search more often? Like even if we're a barbecue restaurant, is there a different search you want to hit instead of barbecue? You, you get think, what I'm saying? You think is there a different term that you could use that's not barbecue that somebody would search? Yeah, because no. barbecue is like pretty specific, right? Yeah. But like, what do? Okay, here's a reference. Remember when we were talking to John and Morgan, and they were talking about the Uber Eats and seeing like the top ten things that people eat, and yeah. they're trying to hit on those points in the menu. So if, like, if people are ordering these things, then you should be selling these things, yeah. kind of, et cetera. Is there some theory to doing that with like your optimization? Like, What are the top 10 people, top 10 things that people Google when they're hungry? Yeah. Not necessarily just barbecue, right? Because if you're trying to focus on barbecue, then you're only going to get people that are looking for barbecue. I'm, I'm with you. So we're right now at the top of the Smokehouse page just says Smokehouse, and there's no tagline to like help define it for right. Google. Maybe you could put Smokehouse 
a, a colon and then after that put home of you know Westchester's best brisket, right? Brisket's something that people would yeah. Google. I, I think. mean, that's still gonna be a niche. Is it more than more? Well, it's more niche than the word barbecue, right? Yeah. But there's, I don't think anything. But you could say that relatable. Smokehouse best barbecue, but that yeah. that hits us on the barbecue thing. I'm just curious, what do people actually like? If you're going out to eat and you're gonna Google something, I don't know. I don't think I don't know if I've ever Googled a word to find a place to eat. I I'll tell you right now, I have. It's usually a style of food, though. Yeah, I've put in Moroccan food. Yeah, but not a so, but that's that's specific. Yeah. So you're better off just saying generically. I mean, not non-generic and more specific, because most people don't just Google restaurant, right? Like yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, no, like, restaurants too broad right. of a term. Although I'm sure that it would show up a bunch of local restaurants the same way how you just showed up at the top of the Google Places thing. Right. You probably just get a list of restaurants close right. to you. I just want to be specific. True. So when I'd be curious to see what's the most Google thing that people like type for. of food. Yeah. Probably food. burger. Like best burger, burger restaurant, something like that. Yeah, best burger, best pizza. You know those cheap items that just kind of yeah, fly. the best Mexican people probably search for best. Yeah. So yeah. I usually have an idea of the restaurant I want to go to, and then kind of Google that restaurant. So those like when you start thinking about this, the psychology of how somebody searches for something especially in your area or your specific market, like that's what you want to crack the code on. And you want to start including some of those words and phrases into very natural writing on the website because that's how it's going to come up. If somebody's searching uh, best beers on tap, you might want to put in a paragraph that is a well-written paragraph filled with other search terms. We have the best beers on tap in Mamaronic. Boom. So like an about section that nobody actually reads except for a Google search. Yeah, but Google will pick up for your main page, whatever the home page is, to have the most value and worth. Everything else is just like the sprinkles on, on the ice cream, right? They're going to pick up more words based on things that are inside of there. Uh, I didn't look at the Waiting on Fries website, although Speaking I probably should Speaking of sprinkles on ice cream, I saw Nikki Scoops had a sprinkle party the other day. How'd it go? It looked like fun. There was sprinkles raining, raining down from above. Yeah, that was a that was an episode about seven seven ago where we started learning about uh, Nick DeBona and doing the entire Bona Bona ice cream, which the, he's actually opening up in Delray Beach, Florida, at a uh, what is it? They're like building a big building, and it's going to be called like the Delray Market or something. Oh, that nice! So that actually I wish it was be in Tampa. Cool. Yeah, you're late on that one. There's a there's a lot of ice cream in Florida, a lot of ice cream restaurants. I mean, we could we could go through as much ice cream as you want. We just gotta get Nikki back here a couple times. No, I'm saying in Florida though. I was just talking about ice cream. It's like you know how we have Starbucks and Dunkin' yeah. all over the place. They have ice cream restaurants all over the place, like left and right. It's like all over. Like, Everybody's uh, down the block. There's like two different ice cream places. We're we're on a boardwalk. Like let's just get some <laughs> ice cream real quick. Every quarter of a mile, we earned it. I guess. Who we got? Uh, who we got coming up uh, this week? I don't know. Are they blind? You can't see them. No. The rhino? That's we got so the rhino. Stupid. Yeah. Not right. them. The way we just said that. But we got we got blind rhino coming on this week. Thursday's the release. It's in the morning. Hit this follow button. Hit the subscribe button. I'm gonna keep on just until we like hit number two on barbecue and work our way up the thing and we'll see where we are next time. Number two, we gotta get to first. Yeah, but if let's hit two first. If, if you, you ain't, ain't first, first, you last. last. <laughs>